Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome back to episode 148 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, your lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm here with my good friend, your media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. Hey, How's Shannon. Going? How's it going? Whoa. Did I just slip into like a like a time portal or something? Did two universes just like peel off right there? Maybe. Wow. Speaking of universes... Are you a Star Trek watcher? No. I've, so, oddly enough, I've never seen one minute of Star Trek. Some people just... Did you just say track? It's Trek. Whatever. It's Trek. No, I mean... Okay. Some people just, like, immediately turned off this episode. But, I mean, we're not talking about Star Trek this episode, but... I mean... But we're... Universes we're, and the Echo. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, back in the day, as, as a... You know, I'm an older person. I'm in my 50s. So I saw the Star Trek, the originals. But then I remember being in college when Next Generation came out, and that was Mm kind of cool, Sunday nights watching that. Uh, And then I didn't really get into the others, like, I don't know, Deep Space Nine or some of those, whatever. But um, when the the movies came back around with, like, uh, Chris... uh, Hemsworth? No. Uh, Actually, I think he was in for, like, a second. he was in the first Uh, one. Chris uh, Pine. Pine. Yeah. And um, those were cool, too. But now there's on... Uh, I don't know what it's on. Paramount Plus. Yes. It's the only one. There's Discovery, they, but there's Strange New Worlds, and it is, is real good. That's not the cartoon, is it? No, that's another one I didn't know about. That's like, that's a under the, or after, not below, be, the deck? Not below deck, because that's, oh, that's, the, that's, that's the, the Bravo show, thing. That's the show about like working on yachts or something, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Yeah, but this one is about the people that work below the deck. So anyway, uh, but Strange New Worlds and Discovery are really good. So just saying. Anyway, but um, it's going okay. That was your question that echoed into other universes. Yeah. So. There was one with Jace. When the first show on um, Paramount Plus came out, Jason Isaacs was mm-hmm. in it. Yes. And I was, yes, he was. very close to watching it, but uh, apparently he kind of goes the way of Chris Holmesworth in the new movies kind of quickly. He Well, he plays a pretty good pretty good um, role at um, uh, the first season. It's, oh, does It's he? good, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, anyway. Um, So, no, it's going good. We are, um, we took a little mini vacay from pod, from our episodes, from the podcast. Um, So, we had two weeks off and um, now we're back at it. Yahoo! And we are two, on day of recording, we're a few days post Jesus Jesus is Life. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I did get a text from uh, one of the staff members today, Kristen Memory, and it said, I am officially petitioning that next year we get Monday and Tuesday off for Jesus' life. <laughs> because we do, like in our in our employee handbook, it's yeah. like Jesus' life Monday is a paid holiday yeah. <laughs> for our staff. She's not, like this year, she's not really wrong because yesterday was also the first day of school it for was, all of our kids. It was, it was, Which yeah. was just as bad as it like doesn't count as a day off because you're because you have so much junk to do (laughs) and honestly i was between like getting stuff like videos and photos finished up i probably worked five or six hours yeah yeah i worked five or six hours yesterday Mm -hmm. yeah i i spent probably probably three hours uh working on the this sunday's message really kind of straightening it up and then 
beyond that. Mm-hmm. So, and and I don't know about you, but for me to actually take a day off, I have to be out of town and mm-hmm. doing something to where I Do, can't yeah. sit still. Yeah, if I'm sitting still and I have uh, my iPad with me, especially because on it is like my calendar. I keep notes, I keep ideas, I keep mm-hmm. thoughts, I keep scripture references that pop in my brain about or that I read, and just. If I have that with me and I have idle time, I'll 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 eventually go to that, which mm-hmm. is okay. I mean, I yeah. kind of like that, but you're right, yeah. Yeah. If I, I really really want to check out, and I'm pretty good at doing that when we go to the beach uh, for a week. No, that's summer. when I get emails. Oh, from me. <laughs> Actually, did I send you any no, this you year? No, you didn't. Okay. But I was ready. Okay, you're like, oh dang, she's. She's going to the beach. Crap. She got nothing to do. She's gonna, no, but and everyone um, else is reading a book. She's going to be sending me emails. Well, but you got to you got to understand the time frame of when I go to the beach. It's like it's a few weeks before back to school yeah. and back to mm-hmm. you know everything. And so we're kind of in that kind of housekeeping stage yeah. of, of no, our life. For the I mean, it, and I and I say that because you know so many people talk about needing to to switch off work when they get home. But mm-hmm. but with us, our spouses and our kids are so tied into our work. Whether they want to be or not. Yeah, but but I mean, our <laughs> our, our work is also their church. I know, you know? and so, that's, that's so a weird... It, yeah. I, don't, I, I never turn it off. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you do either. Mm-mm. No, um, no, I don't. I don't, and that's okay. I'm yeah. not complaining. It's just a, it's a different. No, it's just a di- like. It's hard to explain. Because um, even when, and it's not like it's harder than other people's jobs by no. any means. It's just, um, it, it is different. Like I don't go, I don't spend a, a large portion of my life at my husband's place of work. No, I've I've been in like his the lab like twice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so it's just so different than. With him being here, so yeah, it's it's a it's, it's an it's an interesting dynamic we have with, mm-hmm. and it's weird to call it a career, but our calling, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we can't just shut it off, right? No matter what we're doing, right? And and then there's different aspects of of the job part of it mm-hmm. that that we take with us everywhere. Yeah, and that's something that uh, who knows maybe we'll maybe we'll make this an episode somewhere down the road, but talking about the. Um, what what effect does um, the spouse and children of those who are in ministry? Uh, what does that look like? How does that affect their their outset, their mindset, their outlook? Ooh, we need to have Drew and Kara on when we do the episode. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring in um, uh, Drew and Kara and Ross and, and Allison. Allison, and which Allison is pretty much on the employee side of it. Things. Yeah, it's just she. She's our, I was going to say she's our cheapest employee, but that doesn't sound right either. No. She's our most underpaid employee because she doesn't get paid. Yeah. But she busts it. Anyway. That, that would be a good episode, actually. <laughs> that would be a very good episode. Oh, yeah. Probably a little, a little We'd have to do check. some work for that one. Which I think actually leads us into our topic for today, for me, because I was like, ooh, that could be difficult, because today we're going to talk about our ego. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or as... Lego, my ego. Isn't that the ad that was on TV? Lego? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to think, because of the the phrasing of that, I mm. used to think Lego and Ego were like the same company. Yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, yeah, we're going to talk about our ego today, but before... Or, or as the uh, church-going person would call it, the flesh. The flesh. As Paul would call it, the flesh. The flesh. Sure. Um, but before we talk about our ego, let's pump up our egos. Yes. And talk about how... How great we are. How wonderful Jesus' life was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Thoughts? Was- yeah. <laughs> you know, you walk away every year going, this is the best one ever. Yes. You know, every year you say that. Yeah. And and I and because I was like looking at it and I was like, man, this was this was the best ever and I go, I don't want to but I don't want to say that because that takes away from what happened mm. in years like I'm I kind of caught myself from saying that this year because the other years were still fantastic. Mhm. And I ke- I keyed in on something that this year's was better at than the year before's. But yeah. It, wh- but what did you key in? Did you can you name what you keyed um, in? Um, from top to bottom, mm-hmm. there there was not a technical error. <laughs> no, praise I, the Lord. And and you go well, that's not a big deal. Mm. With as mm-hmm. many moving parts as we have mm-hmm. in those weekends, that oh, that's a big that's deal. a huge deal. And the amount, and if you saw the booth back there this weekend, there was a lot of people in the booth. There were people doing things that were independent of each other, and things that had to be had to work together with each other, but they weren't sitting beside each other because we didn't have space for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, from top to bottom, it was a technically flawless weekend. It it really was a technically. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not. We don't notice unless there's not something. Yes. I didn't notice anything. So yes. you know, and and that and not that, and and that is one of the takeaways I had is that like everyone was like hammered, focused in, and making sure that it was the best experience possible. I think the lip sync battle was also incredible <laughs> compared to what we've done before. Uh, yeah, it was experience. good. You did a good good job of that. The students really look forward to that. Yeah. It's one of the. One of the fun elements of the weekend. I mean, the whole weekend is is wonderful, but mm-hmm. there's times to be really serious that we set aside conversation and hear. I'll tell you, um, Justin's decision to bring in his friend. Uh, oh, Brian, Brian Scoggin, did amazing. He's he's amazing. He's a great. I would love to have him back just as a guest um, mm-hmm. preacher. Let him know. have a do, do a revival. I mean, you know, or something like that. We can fry up some chicken and some fish. Have the dinner on the grounds. Yeah. But no, he's he's act he's no, it was really a good. very gifted gifted teacher, and um, and you know when you have a cross generation saying that about someone, then mm-hmm. you know that they're like, yeah, he's he's gifted, he's really gifted. So yeah. I'd love to have him back, whether it's Jesus' life or not. But honestly, I don't even know what he does now on the regular. So I, I don't know either. No, he said he had a studio that he was yeah. doing, so maybe he's doing a lot of that. So. I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, Brian Scoggin, to put uh, reference to, uh, is one of the former drummers for Casting Crowns. So, drummer on a big scale band, mm-hmm. and uh, Allison and his wife were like best friends in grad I, school. Yeah. yeah, so and that's the connection there. Um, but uh, Dave, our sound engineer, if you never met him, he is a great guy, but. Um, after the weekend, Brian came up to him and was like, I need to know how you mixed because it sounds incredible. <laughs> and so, I mean, we take for granted. That says a lot about 
the team that we mm-hmm. have here. And and you know, Justin has is very vocal and correct about how amazing our band is, mm-hmm. and that it you can't get our band pretty much anywhere else. No, and you can't. our te- I I would say the exact same thing about our tech yeah. team. Yeah, it our the technical aspects of what we put into a service are second to none for a church our size and our location. Yeah. And and the team does an amazing job. I don't if mm-hmm. if I'm doing my job, I'm not doing much. <laughs> yeah, Kristen said I delegated so much. I felt like I didn't. I mean, you still find many, many, many things to do. But and that's the other aspect of the weekend that I'll mention before we go into our today's topic. So, um, speaker was great. The the music was phenomenal. Oh the, man, the mix and the tech that went all behind everything. Um, and then I would say the uh, well, two more things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one that that I think, um, or that Drew mentioned. Um, it's the, the quality of our small group leaders, the mm-hmm. ma- the maturity and the investment that the small group leaders had into. Sometimes you just have such a massive influx of students that you end up going, "Who has a friend that can help?" Which is great. Who has know? a heartbeat? Right. Well, we got to be, we are a little more yeah, know, but I mean, discerning, but yes. Um, but they're not really plugged in, so they don't really know our culture or how we do things or stuff like that. And so it's not that it's bad, it just might be a little more of a disconnect. But every one of the leaders um, was is connected. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw that, you know, we were a host home. I saw that with our leaders. They were phenomenal. And so I would say that is a huge aspect of, of the greatness of the weekend. And then... Um, and Justin mentioned this a couple times, but the preparation before the weekend even happened, and a lot of that, I mean, everyone had a lot of prep, mm-hmm. but a lot of things that you just don't see went on, and Kristen handled a lot of those. Oh, um, yes. And I think having many of those things handled before, um, just it just made for a, a really smooth, mm-hmm. uh, good weekend. And um you know, and students are, and, and leaders and everyone are, are, they're like leaning in more. You know, mm-hmm. there's those have said yes to Jesus and recommitted their life to Christ, which is what the whole weekend's about. So, you know, mm-hmm. that we recognize that. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, so many things that um, we fine tune this year, no one would think about. Like check in mm-hmm. went fantastic. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. It always goes well. But it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, like yep. we just, me and Kristen tweaked a few things on the back end that just helped it go so much better. Yep. yep. And the prep that Kristen and Justin put into making the first night of that run so smoothly mm-hmm. is second to none. Yeah. And, and outside looking in, you'd see all the college and young adult leaders and you go, oh, they just grabbed who they could. Nope. That's who we needed. In yeah. those positions. Yeah, and that's one of those things, again, that people, and they're probably like, people are going, I don't, why are you talking about all this? Um, but why do I always, I always sell a, I always kind of undercut us a little bit on that, don't I? When I think about our listeners. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do that, though. But anyway, it's probably just a self-protection mechanism of mine. But we're not here for Shannon's um, psychotherapy, so we'll move on from that. But that is one of those aspects of the weekend that I think is Im- uh, really important too is like um how allison and justin sit down and um really look at the the personalities and the um 
you know, the interactions that the leaders are going to have with groups and with the host homes themselves. I mean, the, it's, it's a, it's an intricate uh, piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so much so that, that uh, they talk about it and then they pray about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's, it's a prayerful decision yeah. on who they put, yeah. where they put. Yeah. So it was a, it was a phenomenal uh, weekend, but not just, it's not encapsulated into those um, 48, 50 something hours. Um, it's it goes further into um, it's it's really a launch pad for um, our students for the school year, um, and it's a launch pad for hopefully for everyone that was involved to just kind of like I said lean in more into our relationship, which does bring us to today's topic because there is something that it's a question it's a legitimate question it's a question i've asked i've wondered it's been asked of us um i ask it of myself when i'm being introspective um it's sometimes lodged as a um kind of a a gut punch uh i think sometimes to us as Mm -hmm. as maybe like a you know indictment on our character or something but it's Mm -hmm. basically is why don't if you say you're a Jesus follower, why don't you look more like Jesus? Because we're not Middle Eastern. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, as soon as, but, as, but soon as that, people, But there's some people that, that don't look Middle Eastern that are like, I'm a Jesus follower. But really, like the question is, why don't more Christians look like the Christ they say they follow? Why do we not? Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we? And... You could go in a hundred million different directions, I think, on that. But and and some might want to answer. Well, it's we don't look like Jesus because he's perfect and we're not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's the sure. standard. We'll never reach right, the standard. Right, right. He's God. We're not. I mean, mm-hmm. all those are legitimate things. But what I want us to talk about today, and that is the, our ego. Um, why more Jesus followers don't look like Jesus? is because, as you said, it's the flesh that gets in the way. Our mm-hmm. ego gets in the way. Um, <clears throat> I want us to I want to read real quick in Romans chapter 8, um, because I think when we talk about ego, as you pointed out, the flesh, this is, this is what Paul writes about the flesh. So when we think about ego in, in today's conversation, use Romans 8 verses 5 through 13 as this is our standard for it. This is what Paul writes. He says, those who live according to the flesh, okay? So every time I say flesh, just put ego in there and just see how this works. Yep. Those who live according to the ego have their minds set, I'll do it for you, have their minds set on what the ego desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the ego is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the ego is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the ego cannot please God. Oof. You, however, are not in the realm of the ego, but are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, now let me let me stop there. Um, in verse 9, when it says you don't have the ego because you're in the spirit, that's saying that the, the exchange has happened, the acceptance of what Christ has done for us mm-hmm. is now available to us, but you go and and uh, we can choose to live in the flesh or not. We can put on the dead flesh. We can put on the the fur coat that was once a living creature and wear it around, 
yes. right? Yeah. Or we can take it off. The the battle still exists, even mm-hmm. though what Paul says there, it's not like, oh, now it's magically gone. No, it's that we now understand that our flesh is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, our ego and, can be dead. And we have to put it to death. I, I have mm. to... Have to th- Once? Just one time? No, no a lot of times. <laughs> and while, while you continue, I'm going to look up that episode. Okay. So people can go so, listen to that. Yeah, so here's what... Paul says he he says all those things, but if you if you are in the spirit, you you don't have to live in the realm of the flesh. Verse twelve of Romans eight, he writes, "Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. It's not to the ego to live according to it." So you see, there Paul is even pointing out it's still a battle. It's still a reality of what we are dealing with on this side of eternity. Obviously, Paul if Paul's addressing it, it means it's an issue. It's not like, oh, well, you accepted Christ. You shouldn't have a problem with the flesh anymore. You shouldn't have a struggle anymore with your ego. It's not what he's saying. He said, we have an obligation not to the ego to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, the ego, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Who's putting it to death? We are. We. The onus is on us. Right. I know. I'm pointing at myself too. (laughs) We. It's on us. It's. We have the power. We have to accept it and live in it and and put to death the misdeeds of the body. If we do that, Paul writes, you will live. Mm -hmm. So, what episode is that we talked about? Couldn't find it. Okay. Great. Um. So the ego is. (laughs) (laughs) That here's what when we talk about ego and. I couldn't pay attention and look well uh, yeah. enough. So. Well, I got to tell you, this is very, very convicting to me. So I just want to preface any other, before we go any further, this is so convicting to me to for us to walk through this. But I think, I know it's important. So here, when we talk about the ego, you could do the, you know, whatever the different psychologists um, want to call it. But the ego, it's who you think you are. It's... Mm-hmm. In many ways, it's a false identity. You might think it's your identity, but for a lot of us, we tell ourselves we are something we are not. Yeah. Um, it's our perceived identity. Right. It's Maybe it's our image. Maybe, uh, you know, you, definitely there's a, when it comes to ego, there is a, um, um, you know, we want to have a, a resume, you know, mm-hmm. that shows our education, um, our experience, our, you, know, you talk about as a, believer like what's our theological knowledge like what do we understand what do we know like do we do you have a seminary you know mdiv or just mm-hmm. have you been how many times have you read your bible like just those kinds of we want to do these statistics right yeah. but not only like in our faith but like how are we known in the community what's our social status yeah you know I, i've always heard mm-hmm. it as ego is is a lie because it is absence of full truth mm and because it it you only um, expound upon the good features that you want people to see, and you don't expound upon the shortcomings that you have. Mm-hmm. So you're not so you're presenting your ego is a, a representation of a lie about yourself that you try to believe. Mm-hmm. Repeat that definition one more time. Uh, ego is uh, absence of full truth. Yeah, because in the in the presence of full truth, mm-hmm. our ego is demolished. Yes. And that really, you know, so when we when we read about dying to ourselves, guess what that is? That's the 
That's the demolition of mm-hmm. our ego. Mm-hmm. And there should be. It should, yeah. Should be. Yeah. Should be. Um, and, and I mean, it's easy to when we when we're talking about ego to instantly someone pops into oh our heads goodness. immediately, right? And that's like the. That's the count. <laughs> what we shouldn't be doing, but it's easy to go yes. like the egotistical. Um, sports player right Mm -hmm. or the egotistical Mm -hmm. pastor on youtube Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. right but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about our ego right because whether you admit it or not there is an ego about you Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and And we're gonna look at eight different characteristics of of how our ego mm -hmm. what it does because if if we're titling today's episode it's that your ego is your enemy Mm -hmm. your ego is your enemy so that should Hopefully, collect some some uh, listeners, or they'll be going. I ain't gonna listen to that. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. My job's too important. My- that's the ego talking. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, so, see, we- I was gonna go Lego your ego. <laughs> no, let's go with the ego is your enemy. <laughs> I don't know. That's a toss up. I'll let you run that by a few people and see what they think. <laughs> no, we'll go. Ego is your enemy. So, <laughs> when you look at what Paul's writing here in Romans eight, he's our ego is against our the spirit of God in us. There's no doubt about that. So now that I think you already pointed this out, Josh, but it, I want to say it again. Everyone has an ego. Yes, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the goals or tasks that we should have as as a Christian for our spiritual maturity is for us to recognize that we have an ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to let go of those or put to death or you know battle you know but to recognize I have an ego what are the things that trigger my ego that that um, fuel my ego mm-hmm. um, and let go of those and and in favor of something better which is who God has determined or, you know, not determined who is well, yes, he has determined. Let's get into that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, who he has designed us to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that that in and of itself is why we would say, well, that's why more Jesus followers don't look like Jesus. It's because we don't recognize one. I don't think we recognize we have an ego, or we, like you said, we want to just point out other people's egos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, we don't want to wrestle with what does it look like to to kill that to die to that and so i'm gonna help we're gonna help you today listeners because we're gonna list some things about about the ego that will maybe help you to go okay where where is this happening in my life it's hard work right Mm -hmm. it's um it's it's like dying i mean there's a reason that it's like put this to death it's no more it's it's a process yeah and and I'll go ahead and say this. Mm-hmm. I struggle with all these things before we say anything. <laughs> yes. Like, I am calling myself out as much as I, I am presenting to the listener. <laughs> I'm absolutely well, perfect. Well, I mean, sometimes, like, personally, if my ego is strong, then I feel secure in what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, when when I, when I I'm not, when I don't have a big ego, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very doubtful of, the, of what I'm doing. And that's where um, we can mislabel our ego and think we're running on Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, power. Uh, we're confident in our calling, and it might be misplaced ego because 
in the absence of ego, that boldness, that confidence should be there through Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and when things don't go well, see, if, if, if it's ego that's running something, when it doesn't go well, we are devastated. Yes. If we're running on this whole, this is what God has told me to do, and I'm going to go forward in this regardless of the outcome, when setbacks come, maybe when we're wrong about things, um, if we if it's not ego driven, then it's like okay, this was a humbling experience, or mm-hmm. or God had a different like our reaction is different. Yeah, and I think that's a big indicator. Yeah, and that that's something that that I've struggled with is going from like super like I know what's going on, I'm in control, to the smallest thing happens, go well, it's it, it's, it's over. It's yeah, we're done. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you. I I I'm in. I live in these places. I've lived mm-hmm. in these places. Um, Depends on maybe on the week or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's it's a process, and I think it's a it's an ongoing struggle that we will have on this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. I mean, our flesh and our spirit will be yes in conflict if we are if we're trying to live like Jesus, right? And one one thing that I've understood of this is if you're ego driven, the peaks will seem higher, and yes. the valleys will seem lower <laughs> than they actually are. On both ends. On yeah. both ends. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's a, you just pointed that out. I think that's true. I think a lot of times that we have struggled or we, for me, when, when my ego has taken it, it's taken a shot, it's taken a hit. Mm-hmm. And, and then I go, oh, I was, my confidence, my, my, uh, foundation was not in the Lord; it was in myself, mm-hmm. and and so it took that rattling, that shaking in the foundation for me to recognize that. Um, and so, you know, we hopefully <laughs> ourselves, but you know, you we all probably know people who who had a real ego, and now they have a, a totally different perspective about a lot of things. They have a wisdom, a peace, a love for things as a result of those. Those dev- those valleys, those ultra low valleys, you know, mm-hmm. um, because when the when the ego dies, it it should feel it's it's a painful dying experience, mm-hmm. um, and that's I guess for me one of the reasons I want to talk about this is like let's try yeah you know, if we're going to be maturing believers to move beyond one recognize we have an ego because I think you know if we all really stop and are honest we'll go yep I got an ego. And then two, instead of just taking the hits and the punches and trying to recover our ego, mm-hmm. we go, all right, no, it's time for this to die. Yeah. So that's where I kind of want us to go. And, and I would say from my um, personal experience, mm-hmm. it took after not necessarily realizing I had an ego, realizing I hadn't dealt with it like I thought I had, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then going through a season of just observation of it, and honestly, I'm still in the and I'm and I've moved to the um, putting it to death phase of it mm. in my own walk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because for a long time I thought I'd done away with that yeah. because I've dealt with the egotistical sports <laughs> ego like, that oh I, I don't have. have an ego anymore I'm not I'm not a competitive swimmer well no 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 no, no. <laughs> like I mean podcast for another day when we bring our spouses in <laughs> like I am. I would not be, people that know me now would not consider me cocky. Mm-hmm. 
if you knew me in high school, I was the cockiest of the cocky mm. guys. Mm. Well, and so when I switched, it'll do. Yeah. So when I stopped being that person, <laughs> or when I transitioned from that person, I didn't, I didn't realize that there was still an ego to deal with. Yeah. 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 And it, and there is. Yeah. And I think there there always will be to some to some effect. Mm-hmm. So here's eight thoughts on the ego. I hope that you'll take these and do some work with it um, to be led by the spirit to then produce the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Move beyond the ego. Move beyond the lies. Move beyond the the uck of it, which mm-hmm. leads us to the first aspect I want to point out, which is this: the ego is ugly yep we want to be like no it's beautiful it's great it's good looking and the ego is ugly if if we were and not if we were when we stop and re-examine the the root the real 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 question this is a question i asked in my in my seeking when i before i found god Mm -hmm. um was who am i who am i um, when you honestly ask that question, it usually leads you to find some stuff. You go, oh, man, I'm, who, why would I do that? Why would I say that? Why would I think those things? It's, it's really ugly. It's a, and, and whether good or bad, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, uh, you know, an identity that's totally built on being successful or, um, that is just driven to receive that affirmation constantly, right? It could yep. be a very selfish ambition. Um, it could be manipulated relationships where you're like, I want to feel good. I need my ego to feel good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to gather around me those that help that to happen, right? Yep. Uh, spiritually speaking, pride in and of itself, the spiritual pride of I know more, I'm able to communicate it better, I go to the best church or I do the you know whatever yeah. it is I've got the best denomination my my theology my doctrine is the the one the best mm-hmm. you know, all those things like the it's it's an ugly thing yeah and one of what I would say is the sneakiest facades <laughs> that the ego puts up and and I know and, and I hope I can communicate this well um, I was still kind of formulating it this morning but I think one of the sneakiest facades that the ego can do, is is in a person who has a sense of I'm just an introvert, I'm just here, mm-hmm. or and you can say I'm I'm insecure about these things, is is that it's this it can be a facade that really incessantly projects the necessity for conditions to be just right in order for that person to be present, to be involved, to be engaged, to be connected, right. mm-hmm. and that's. Believe it or not, that's ego. But see, the facade is, oh, no, I'm an introvert. The facade is, oh, I'm just insecure. The facade is, I'm not going to get up on the stage with a microphone or do this or that. I'm just over here. But what that often does is it projects the, I need I need everything to be just right in order for me to really engage. Mm-hmm. That's an ego problem. Yes. And we don't often think that when mm-hmm. we talk about ego. We don't we don't often go there. Um. And so if, if the conditions aren't right, someone will check out. That's an ego issue. The ego controls things, including Christian things. This this explains why we, we can't love like go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I'll just say this explains why we can't love our neighbor as ourselves, like scripture tells us, 
because our ego gets in the way. Yes. We're too focused on loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very, it's an immature thing, but it's it's so prevalent. I mean, I have, I, I do this. I mm-hmm. can do this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I, so when you started talking about um, how ugly uh, the <laughs> ego is, I, mm-hmm. I instantly thought of that post you shared this morning about the three vi- the four viruses oh, that, that shane uh bishop mm-hmm. wrote yeah and the and the third virus about mm-hmm. thinking you're smarter than everyone else that has read the bible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean that's ego yeah and you know what my ego did it thought about other people oh yeah instantly <laughs> and Lord, forgive me <laughs> and the worst part of it shannon oh, no. is we probably thought of the same person well you know, anyway. at least one of them. I don't want to. I don't want to share our ego problems. No, with others. no, no, no. But what I'm saying, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But that to that to me, because I've been that person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have too at some point. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like not not everyone ever, but in a meeting. You know, when I do this, when I'm around people who are, uh, when I'm in like. I don't, this is not going to be the right. When I'm in a meeting where I'm not the one in charge, and I don't mean like, like when I'm with a whole, a group of a whole bunch of other pastors mm-hmm. that, that they, their successes and their, you know, their resumes are so much better than mine. Yeah. I can just get on, be a wallflower, believe mm-hmm. it or not, and just be on the, on the edge and just be ready to check out if I don't feel like there's oh, a place Oh, no, for they're me. not that's, right. That's yep. an ego. Well, yep. or, or just they don't recognize how awesome I am. Like if you only knew. Yeah, but instant, <laughs> instantly when I started reading this, the ego's I, ugly. I, I went back to that post that you made about the viruses mm-hmm. that Christians believe, and mm-hmm. I and this is the DNA of that of the third one. Yeah, yeah. Ego. So if you follow me on social, then um, check that out. Uh, Facebook, I believe, is where I post that. So here's the, that was one. Ego is ugly, and and all these will, of course, they will intersect. In many ways. But number two, the ego thinks in terms... Oh, this is such a problem for me. The ego thinks in terms of win-lose. Win-lose. I, I'm, I, that, I still haven't figured that out. Uh, there's... there's <laughs> I, I don't know how... I don't know how to not think in terms of that, that yeah. way sometimes. Yeah. And honestly, of all the notes I have, I don't have a lot here because it's just... It's almost like it's too much not to. Like, I... I love like competition in that way, you know, but, um, and I'm not saying competition is bad by any means, but here's what our ego does. Our ego wants to separate and divide and draw lines to prove itself. That's when Mm -hmm. it's a problem. Yeah. When I want to win an argument, a discussion with my husband for no reason, just, but then to just win, win. not because you know, this is the right. Mm hmm answer right yeah for sure it's to win to win right right and so when when we want to separate and draw those lines you know uh, with a spouse or you know uh, my group against your group or my theology against yours or my denomination against your whatever it is mm-hmm. right the ego uses those things the ego will totally jumps on i mean we're coming around to you know election time here mm. again. oh which is uh you know. virus number four yeah um, you know, so you think about political affiliation and social status and morality and, mm-hmm. and, you know, how much pigment is in your skin tone, you know, the nationalism, all these, all these different things 
the ego thinks in terms of win lose, and I can't think of a better example than, um, you know, what's gone on in the United Methodist Church, um, and I would say this across the board. I think there, are, and and I'm I was probably I'm I'm sure I know I was guilty of this too, but by leaving the UMC, I was a winner because mm-hmm. the UMC is a loser. And that's that's an ego thing. Now, yeah. do I disagree with, with that assumption? No, do I disagree with with the the path and the direction the UMC is going? Yes, yeah. um, but like you said, it's really difficult to separate the the what I understand to be correct mm-hmm. um, orthodox. Yes, <laughs> um, and what I see as winning and losing. You know. Yeah. And there are, um, I, I would say, I know of, I've read posts, I've looked at things where talking about the UMC issue, those who have remained are like, they feel like losers, and thus in their ego response, you know, the, the response has not been very nice, or yeah. it has, it's been kind of ugly. I mean, because, you've seen that from people with power. Yeah, because on the ego side, they are mm-hmm. losing and lashing out. Right, right. Which, and... To the point, you know, competing was in your DNA growing up in your formative mm-hmm. years. It mm-hmm. was in mine. Mm-hmm. So I, if you were listening to this and competing wasn't a definitive part of your growing up, mm-hmm. is winning and losing easy to separate mm-hmm. in, in your mind? Mm-hmm. Because I'm curious about that because it, yeah, good it's point. so definitive for us. Yeah, that that's a really good point. That we can, It is part of our DNA at this point, winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether whether like now I would say the enemy uses a, like burns the fire like fans the flames in the mm-hmm. wrong ways, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that I don't know if that flame will ever go away. Yeah, and I think you know when we when you and I think win lose we do think competition. Yes. I do think that there's a lot of other ways in which and um, that was beating our head lose. for twenty yeah. something years. Yeah, yeah. both right. of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, any when you think about win lose, I guess we could say with that then that any thinking that makes you better than the person beside you mm-hmm. for any reason, mm-hmm. that's that's not from God because no. the Creator is love, <laughs> and He doesn't need to compete with anything or anyone. Right? He doesn't. Here you go. Ready? Our God is not in competition with the enemy. Mm-hmm. He's He's already won. Oh, that, hang on. That, he defeated him. That, that's, that's a win-lose. That's what I, I was about to say. You said he's not in competition because he's already won. <laughs> Even in my head, yeah, it's a win-lose versus yeah. Jesus and the devil when yeah. God doesn't see it that way. Well, yeah, mm, that's tough because he does call us to choose him. Yeah. But that is... But does he see it as linear as winning and losing? No. No, it's a completion of his love. Exactly. It's a completion of his design. Um, we make it winning and losing. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's just because of what's been, like, built into our mm-hmm. brains. Mm-hmm. So if if you don't think in terms of winning and losing, mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. Well, and if you don't, yes, we do. And I would say <laughs> that number three leads right into it. It's a It's a... First cousin of win yes. lose. The ego must be right. The yeah. ego must be right. Most, well, and if you win, you're right. Well, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> um, most Christians, 
maybe this is a maybe saying most is I don't know. A lot of people who are Christians think it it's their responsibility to have the right answers. I do. Oh, As a yeah. pastor, I feel like I need to have the right answers. Now, it doesn't mean I need to be right. I just feel like I have to hold the right answer. Um, but maybe that does mean I need to be right. I don't know. But And there are so many churches that have kind of basically eliminated uncertainty. Oh, yeah. Um, because it, that doesn't that doesn't sell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's... like, no, this is the, how it is. And I... When I look at Scripture, I see a God who is, when dealing with human with humanity, mm-hmm. it, he's he's risky. Like he's like I know it's it's you know, it's not that he's un, he doesn't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm a free will person. I and this is how I, my 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 theology lays out here is that God's given us a free will. Yeah, and so it's it's a risky endeavor because mm-hmm. we're we're human. We're going to mess up, um, you know. But it's what I see when I look at God about and I think about the ego must being right is that even I need to be okay to say I don't know to someone who is asking a question about God because I don't always know. Yes. And if anything, I don't know, but I know where to go to seek answers mm-hmm. and to seek understanding. Um, and that's the Word of God. Yes. Um, and, you know, so when, you know, I was having a conversation with someone recently about just, you boil it down to the problem of evil. Mm-hmm. You know, why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people or innocent people? Why do bad things happen to children? I think about the Sound of Freedom movie, which I still have not seen because I'm hesitant. I'm going to see it. I yeah. just I haven't yet. I'm I waiting will, to watch it at the you house. Know, why does cancer happen? Why does it Why does it happen to children? Why is you know the Why did the Nazis you know kill millions of of Jewish people and and uh, you know why Why do these things happen? Um, oftentimes. If we're driven by our ego, we want to have a quick, fast answer, response, because we just want to be right. I mean, yep. I'm thinking in terms of as a Christian, if I, if my ego is leading the way, there are probably times, I mean, I, and I definitely think about like social media discourse, you know, how people are just commenting back and forth and just ripping each other. Mm. And I think that's a whole lot of ego going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, know, you can even watch like a... Um, you know, like a funny reel or something, or a story that someone's done, and it's got a Christian, you know, vibe to it. Yeah. And you'll go into the comments, and people are just going off random tangents, and because of their ego, it's like I got to be right about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And anyway, all that to say is, the ego says I got to be right. I I can I want to be able to say I don't know, but I have faith in a God that does know. And so let's look to him together. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, I am speaking from a pastoral standpoint, but I would hope that that's true just in, you know, talking to someone who's struggling with their faith or asking questions about faith. Um, don't let, we shouldn't let our ego get in the way of going, no, here's the deal, this, 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 and this. Because you're going to talk to someone who's going to come to you and say, um, this is going on in my life. This has gone on forever. This has happened. You know, this happened to me. This is a choice I've made about this. Mm-hmm. And you know, from your reading of scripture, you're going. This is what I believe to be true. 
Yes. Which I think is different than being right. Mm, yeah. Truth and being right are, are not... Uh, this is God's truth. I'm not trying to be right and make you wrong. I'm just presenting the truth of who mm. God is. Um, and yeah. if we try to be right, mm-hmm. then we can... Be, you know, we can make the truth of God uh, worthless to someone. Yeah. You know, or make them go, well, if that's how you're going to present this to me, then then I'm out. Yeah, because it's like... But on the flip side of that, if if you worry about sharing the truth first, you will be right. Mm. <laughs> like, you know that, you know, they do the whole... Is that whole, your ego speaking? No, no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just joking. Well, it's like that whole thing where, you know, they go, all this is this, but not all this is that. Yes. So, like, not all right is truth, mm-hmm. but all truth is right. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And if you are more concerned about sharing truth, mm-hmm. you, you will be sharing right information. Not yeah. you get to be right, mm-hmm. but you are leading someone down right. a truthful right path that is correct and that is more important truth is than, more important than, than right. being right mm-hmm. very true and you the can't goes like no i just want to be right and then on the flip side of that i want to win the ego can destroy you when you don't have the mm-hmm. right answer because oh, yeah. you're not looking at the truth mm-hmm. for sure yeah um good conversation number four the ego hates change the ego Ooh. hates change no, that, that, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. When our ego is in charge, when our ego is leading the way, whether we know it or not, we want, we love the comfort of that. We love the status quo of that because the status quo is I'm in charge. Like, this is mm-hmm. good. This um, works. And so it really should come as no surprise that the first sermon that Jesus preached was repent. Repent. Mm-hmm. Repent. The way you've been going is not the way you should be going. Repent. Uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Repent. And what does repent mean? It means to change your mind. It means to change your direction. It means to change exactly 180 from the direction you were going, thinking, living, everything. Repent. Turn. And the ego does not like that message. It's, it's difficult to explain away... Jesus' desire for us to change because he talked about repentance so much. So the most egocentric person, um, here's what's going to happen when we hate change. We're going to project, oh, (laughs) I hate to admit this because it's true, but we can project this. If we don't want change, if my ego is like, I don't want to change, what happens often is I'm going to project onto others how I want them to change Mm -hmm. because I Mm want to maintain what I'm doing. But if things aren't really working, then let's find, you know, externally what can change out there. Um, Spouse, child, parent, friend, you know, circumstances like that. As long as the ego can find someone else to change, then I'm off the hook. Yes. That's kind of how that works. And the ego's greatest fear is change. Mm -hmm. I I think, um, because our, our ego doesn't want to grow or change because it's, it's you know, and so in, in rather than accepting like this, this message that Jesus says that essentially says, you change, you're the problem, not your spouse, not your child, not your coworkers, your ego needs to change. It needs to die. You need to die to the flesh. Um, but what our ego does is it, it searches for a place that 
that loves the status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, my ego example is yeah. uh, my ego says you don't want to change. You're successful at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to add more so you'll be unsuccessful. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're good at X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Don't go add A, B, and C now because that might derail the whole thing you have working and what right. you're doing. And you, you have X, Y, and Z figured out. Well, and here's the other side of that too is that my ego doesn't want to change because by changing, I'm admitting that I wasn't doing something right prior Mm. or I wasn't winning. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't being right. Yeah. And that's, that takes a hit. Yeah, you're right. So sometimes just, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. (laughs) But no, like think about it. Like, so if I come to you and go, Hey Josh, um, podcast, you know, let's change it up completely. Mm -hmm. What is your ego here? What what am I doing that's not working? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do the, it wasn't this? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean seriously. Yeah. yeah. Why why do we? What's not working? Mm-hmm. In your not not oh I'll put it I'll put an extra layer on mm-hmm. it. What's not working in your eyes? Because on my end it is working. Right. And is that ego or is that, I mean, and that, that's, you know, I think there's a, and, and these crossover, like, yeah, because that, that's also a healthy way to function as correct. well. Correct. But, like, but when we become defensive about it mm-hmm. is when it's an ego thing. Yes. Now, if you go, Hey, what do you want to, uh, let's mix up the podcast. What do you think? I was like, well, okay. So what kind of ideas do you have? Right. Not taking it as an impersonal attack mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the healthy way to do it. Right. The ego way is, well, crap, what am I doing that she doesn't like? <laughs> well, and here, here's another layer to that, is when my ego is like, I want to do something different because I just, because I'm I'm the bomb. And so, people don't even say that they anymore. They don't say that. <laughs> I am amazing. Um, that's what happens when you put a 50-year-old something, 50-something-year-old woman on. You anyway, have the riz. <laughs> I do. I have the W riz. I don't have the L riz. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, is when I go, I come at you with my ego yeah. to make a change. Mm-hmm. Then it's just a just an ego massacre all mm-hmm. the way around. It's yeah. just not good. Um, so we're, we're, we don't want, we don't want to change. The ego doesn't want to change. And so we need to accept, okay, here's what Jesus is doing. Shannon, you change. Mm-hmm. You change. Um, because, see... When we know whose we are, who who we are and who we belong to, um, you know, that that divine identity found in Christ Jesus, right? Change isn't threatening. Right. It that's Jesus has worked change already in us. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if anything, change is just an indictment on our ego. Yes. Repenting is an indictment on our ego. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. That's what happens there. Um, it's a lot. I mean, this this whole conversation is a lot. I think, let's do this. Um, I said I had eight points about ego I wanted to talk about. We've done four. We've done four. So uh, good math tells us we've gone part way. Yeah. We're, halfway. We're halfway and we're close to an hour of conversation. So I think this is okay. a good. Yep. So we'll finish this ego conversation on episode 149. Nine, yeah. Yeah, so next so, week. Lego, my ego, part two. <laughs> Lego, my ego. <laughs> no, we're not going to call it that. 
Your ego is your enemy is actually a really good. Your title. ego is your enemy. So in the meantime, friends, um, let's let's examine our egos. I know this is going to be a really fun experience. So. <laughs> But it's it's necessary and good. I mm. believe that to be true. So. And and if you're current listening to the podcast, uh, we have an event coming up mm. um, next Wednesday, the sixteenth. Yeah. So well, let's say this: this coming. Uh, if you're listening to this in the time frame, yeah. Uh, August thirteenth, we are. We have been back at two services. We started two services this past Sunday, nine and ten thirty. So that is here to stay. Two services this Sunday, and then next Wednesday. Uh, the 16th, yeah, we have our community group kickoff, mm-hmm. which is for all people who are in community groups and especially those who are wanting to find out more. And I say this, I'll I'll say it Sunday as well, but like you're not signing up for a group by coming. You're not committing your life away by coming. It's just to come and meet people and find out what's going on. We'll have lunch or excuse me, we'll have dinner and um, the porch kids will be meeting and so you can come and be a part of that and hear about the groups and, and just kind of see, get the vibe of what's mm-hmm. happening. So, yeah. And and number nine on ego, ego would say you don't need community. <laughs> I don't need no one else. So. We might add that in for yeah. next week. Community yeah. groups uh, have drastically changed my, my and my family's outlook on church being um, outside the four walls and... Mm-hmm. It'll do that for you too. Mm-hmm. It just will. It will. It so. will. If you, yep, it will. Um, so yeah, let's just put it. Let's just drop it right there. Yep. Um, thank you guys for hanging in with us, and uh, it's good to be back, Josh. And um, we look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday at nine or ten thirty, and then talking to you again next, next week. So you guys have a wonderful week. Check that ego. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the One Sixty Seven Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.